Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello again, everybody. Here it is. Brand new year. First podcast episode of 2021. Um, Do any of you remember this uh, kids show like it was a it's from probably I guess the 70s a kids show not like a cartoon but like claymation it was a Christmas one and it had like the baby new year in it it was like a baby um like an actual baby it was it was kind of I don't know maybe kind of creepy I guess kind of weird and it's totally fine if this dates me but some of y'all are going to remember you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about Uh, it's like it flips in that new year, it like flips the page on the calendar. And then there's like the new baby year. It was, it's kind of weird. Like I think they, it gets older as the year goes on and then there's a new baby each year. Um, some of you remember that. Well, you know, the calendar flips and it kind of feels like, well, nothing really automatically changes from December 31st to January 1st. Like, and in the military, they say one January and 31 December. So kind of cool, kind of interesting. But so we turned a page well, so what? Some of us are thinking like, so what? You know, you're feeling like, oh my goodness, I've been seeing like, I've had my seven day trial of 2021. Those memes, you know, like I'd like to cancel. I'm not interested. Um, I saw someone else post well played December 38th, 2020 well played. It just feels kind of like more of the same. And we know that's always true. But after 2020, it just feels really super true. Like it just turned a page. It's how much of a difference can it make? Well, um, you may have heard me say this before. Uh, It seems as if though this is this is really what the new year is about. It's like collectively, as just I mean, I mean, that literally collectively, it's almost like we take a deep breath, slowly exhale, and then we grab hold of hope anew. And that's really what's important about a brand new baby new year is that it is something it's time is something that God has given us for us. He doesn't, he doesn't need it. It's for us. It's for our benefit. And so a new year is a time for us to pause, take a deep breath, slowly exhale, grab hold of hope collectively. We all do it. It's not that, that the new year has some magic power in it. It doesn't. It's that it's a moment in time that God gives us to kind of pause reflect and look forward with hope. There are times in life when we need to just look forward with hope. And this is definitely one of those seasons, right? So hope is something that God gives us. This is something that we all kind of do every new year. It's obviously a gift from God, right? This whole collective group think sort of, and I'm not a group think kind of person, but when it's a group think like this, where we all kind of have hope, Yeah, I'm all about that because it's from the Lord. Hope is always something from the Lord. Hope is what God gives us. It's not an invention that man came up with. It is not a human construct. Um, You know that saying, hope springs eternal? Yeah, it's a saying for a reason. It bears a lot of truth. If something abstract 
that you can't actually touch and feel, if something abstract springs eternal over and over again, it cannot be killed off. And if that abstract thing is very good, it's noble, it's an excellent thing, then I'm thinking it's coming to us from our very good and very loving Father. So having said that, all of that to frame what I'm about to say, I just want you to know I mean this as sincerely as I have ever meant anything I've ever said. So I want to say to you, happy, happy, and blessed new year. I'll even be so bold as to say happiest of new years and most blessed of new years to you, my friend. I really do mean that. Okay, so here we are, episode 48 of the Burt Not Ernie show. And um, I just simply prayed and asked the Lord to enable me to talk about what he wants me to talk about right now. What might help to set the tone of your heart, of my heart, as we go maybe like back to work in the new year, um, back to school, back to college campuses, or just the post-Christmas back to the routine, getting through the rest of winter, whatever it might be. Um, You know, as you look ahead to whatever changes may be coming for you in 2021, and you know, change is going to come for certain. We all know that. Some things you you already know are coming. Like if you're if you know you're going to have a new baby or a grandbaby this year, if you're going to graduate from college or there's a promotion that's slated for this year and you know it's coming. Those are maybe you're moving to a different house, like having a major surgery. Some stuff, some change we already know. We already know that it's coming. We don't have to wonder about whether or not it's coming. We know it's coming, right? And then of course there are changes that we have no clue about. But Um, Isn't it crazy that, let's see, crazy is maybe not the right, I was going to say crazy comforting, and I guess that's maybe not quite the adjective I should use. Isn't it enormously and tremendously comforting that your God, the God that you know personally, is well aware of each change, the ones you can see and the ones you cannot possibly foresee. Yeah, he's such a good, good Abba Father. You're going to walk into those things with him holding your hand. He's holding on to you, and he's not going to let go no matter what comes this year. No matter what change comes into your life, expected or unexpected, he's got you. He's not going to let you go. He's holding tight to you, so you keep holding fast to him. Don't forget that. Please don't forget that. Uh, God is nothing if not faithful. I'm going to say that again. Our God, your God, is nothing if not everlasting in his faithfulness toward you. He is nothing if not faithful. God will not, will not cease to be faithful to you, come what may, in 2021. All right, we're going to take a look at Psalm 111, verses 3 through 6, 3, 4, 5, and 6 today. And for this episode, we... um. Well, actually, we're going to look at that for 48, and for episode 49, we're going to look at a few more verses from Psalm 111. I was just super encouraged by what I was reading and praying about from Psalm 111, Um, and like I said before, asking the Lord what He wants me to say for the first podcast episode of the year. It kind of set the tone for the podcast for the year, so I'm going to reference the Amplified version, and I also will probably refer to the King James Version, so... Uh, let me, let's read from the Amplified first. Psalm 111, verses 3, following to verse 6. He has made his wonderful acts to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful and full of loving compassion. He has given food to those who fear him with awe-inspired reverence. He will remember his covenant forever. He has declared and made known to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. And 
verse, the verse just prior, verse two, I'm going to throw that in here. It says that great are the works of the Lord studied by all those who delight in him. Um, I know, um, I know some of you are going to resonate with, with this podcast, with these words. I feel like what, what the whole purpose is of this show, it's, it's like a big part of what we're getting after is just talking about how great the works of the Lord are and studying, studying God's great works because we are among the people who delight in him. Why do we study them? Because we delight in him. Uh, what are we, why do we delight in him? Just because of who he is. Jesus is enough. You know, I mean, Jesus is enough, is he not? And then you you begin to dive into the works of the Lord and how great they are. And how can you not just stand in awe? So that's a big part of grabbing hold of God's promises and believing them, living, believing and appropriating them. We have to know who our God is and we have to be willing to study the great works that he has done. Read our Bibles, do a deep dive, spend time in prayer, fellowship with other believers, know history well enough to see the hand of God moving throughout all of time. And then, man, it's so much easier to walk in faith and to live really super duper believing. So that's a huge part of what this podcast is even here for, why it exists. So, and he, he promises, God promises that when we delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires of our hearts. That is Psalm 37, four, which by the way, is a great Psalm to read I don't know, you could read it once a week and it would never be, uh, that would not be too often, especially if you have like a health issue or a long standing something problem that's just been like you're in a long term difficult phase of life. Read Psalm 37. It's so great. So great. It should be on every Christian's must read list for sure. Splendid and majestic is his work. Okay, so here we're faced with the hard truth about everything that God does. His works are splendid. Think on that just for a second. Think on that word splendid. What does that word mean to you? What comes to mind when you think of something splendid? His works are majestic. Those are two words that are like stuffed with meaning. Like they're they're bursting with meaning. There's um they bear so much weight of description for us. And the reason for that is because God does not want us to miss what God wants us to get. Does that make sense? Like the reason these words are in his Bible, his love letter to us is so that we don't miss what he wants us to get. God penned it this way by the, through men by who were inspired by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we would get what he wants us to get. Don't miss what God wants you to get. He wants us to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that his works are splendid and majestic and he has works to do in our lives, promises to keep to us, that's to you, that are splendid and majestic. Part of not missing out on those amazing moments includes believing him for those moments before they actually happen and also reminding ourselves and hey you know what remind other people of this too remind yourselves that God works in our life in splendid ways God's work in your life is splendid and majestic I'm going to say it once more so listen up buttercup what God is going to do in your life is splendid and it is majestic. The King James Version uses the words honorable and glorious. Does that not sound like good stuff? Seriously, like think about that. How much praise, how much ample praise will God get when he does the honorable and the glorious, the splendid and the majestic in your life? Praise from you and praise from all who see it. Some people might just be in awe that never would be in awe of what God does 
if they don't see God working through your life. It's amazing. It's amazing to think about. This is your promise. This is your truth. What God is going to do in your life is splendid. It's majestic. It's honorable. And it's glorious. And, um, you know, God does what is honorable because he is worthy of all honor. He does what is glorious because he is worthy of all glory. The book of Revelation tells us that all honor and all glory and all power and all majesty belong to him and him alone. God is not going to do something contrary to that which he alone deserves. Does that make sense? It won't happen. Like he's not going to be given his glory to somebody else and he's not going to work in ways that are dishonorable. It, it doesn't work that way. It won't happen. So don't expect it to be that way. Don't expect it to be anything other than honorable, glorious, splendid, and majestic. This is big time, capital B, capital T, big time. And his righteousness endures forever. Look, the righteousness of God, it isn't going anywhere. It's eternal. It's eternal. It will endure and will not ever stop enduring forever. Y'all know that movie quote, forever from the Sandlot. His righteousness endures forever. The definition of righteousness is this, the quality of being morally right, free from guilt, excellent, virtuous. It really does mean to be right. God is always, always right, period. Not a comma, but a period. He is always morally right. He never feels guilt over what he does or how he goes about fulfilling his perfect will because he is always morally right. And so he cannot do the wrong thing ever, ever, ever. God can never do the wrong thing. Maybe somebody needs to hear that today regarding a fear that they have, a pressure they're feeling, a promise that they're waiting to see fulfilled. Maybe you've started to wonder, did God really give me that promise? Listen, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, he probably did. Is it good? Is it right? Is it praiseworthy? Is it pleasing? Will it bring him great honor and glory? Does it align with his word and the character of God? Will it um, move his kingdom forward? Man, sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of why, all a lot more reasons why God made that promise. Sometimes he makes his promises just because he wants us to know how much he loves us. And then go from there. Go from there. Will this glorify him when this promise comes to pass? Yeah, yeah, will it? Yeah. I mean, encourage yourself in the Lord. That's something that the psalmist said that David said during one of his hardest moments in life. He encouraged himself in the Lord. So do that by, um, you know, Hebrews tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to hear it. You need to read it, but you need to hear it. And sometimes you need to speak it to yourself. So combine that Hebrew thought with that um, David thought right, of um, I am going to encourage myself in the Lord, and I'm also going to, um, by speaking it out loud, because Hebrews says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, so I want to grow my faith, so I'm going to hear the word of God, and I'm going to speak it out loud to myself, and you will see your faith begin to grow. I promise it works every time. So we know that God will never, ever, ever, ever do something that is the wrong thing. He can't. He never has anything to feel guilty about. That's an impossibility. Think about that. It's impossible for God to ever feel guilty because there's no way he could ever do anything that would cause him to feel guilty. His works, the works of our God are always excellent and always virtuous. That is how God is working in your life today. That is your promise from Psalm 111, and I really want you to count on it. Count on it right now. Verse 4 tells us that God made his wonderful acts, and they are truly wonderful. Nothing else will ever compare to the wonder of the works of our God. 
They are to be remembered. God made his wonderful acts to be remembered. To be remembered. New Year sounds like the ideal time to remember the wonderful works of God over the last few months, few years, decades. Just reflect, stand in wonder as you begin to remember, as you recall to mind all that he has done. It should leave you in a state of wonder. It should amaze you. Think of things you know that he did for you, moments he spoke to you, things he did for your children, for your parents, for your friends, stuff you heard that happened on the other side of the world that you know that you know that you know was purely miraculous from the hand of God. Remember with wonder. Okay, really kind of a big deal here in the second part of verse four. He is gracious. He is gracious and merciful and full of loving compassion, full of loving compassion. God is gracious to you. God is merciful to you and full, filled up to the tippy top and then overflowing with loving compassion for you. God is full to overflowing with compassion, loving compassion for you. Not not pitying compassion, loving compassion for you. That's right now. That's today. And you know, to be really bold, I just want to tell you it's yours. That's yours for the taking. So you may as well believe it because it's 100% true. And when God says something is true, we want to grab hold of that and never let it go. I'm going to say that one more time. And I want you to just listen and think about this being spoken over your life as 100% truth as you roll into 2021. God is gracious to you today and he will be every day of this year. God is gracious to you. God is merciful to you. God is full filled up to the tippy top and poured out overflowing full of loving compassion for you, for Y-O-U. He has given food to those who fear him with awe-inspired reverence. How good is it when we fear the Lord the right way, when we revere him and we stand in awe of him and we know how much he loves us? Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. He will remember his covenant forever. Okay, for the last part of verse five, I I just I got a reference to King James Version. It says it says it this way, the the like verse five part B, Psalm one hundred eleven, verse five B. He will be ever mindful of his covenant. You know, um, I'm I'm all about the will of God, right? And I'm all about that God. I mean, that word will. When God says He will do something, I mean, I want to know what God's will is so I can pray it, so I can believe it. And when I see that word will, W I L L, in one of His promises in a verse somewhere, I feel like I have like a, a, I don't, I don't even have to dig. It's like right there in front of me. Boom! It's a no-brainer. This is what God said He will do. So I know that this is His will. I can pray this and I can believe this. I can take this check to the bank and cash it over and over again. How cool is that? Um, So I'm all about that word will. You know that. If you've listened very long, God does every single thing that he says that he will do. Every single thing. We are promised that God will be ever mindful of his covenant. That's what this verse says in the King James Version. He's promising that he will be ever mindful of his covenant. Oh, I love the way that is worded. Think on that for a second. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. If you are, if you're a mother and you've given birth, but, um, and now, hey, I got to say that the giving birth part is only in reference to this particular example. So you can understand what I'm getting at with the words ever mindful, because I got to tell you, moms who adopt, who haven't technically given birth, uh, they're super moms. They're the bomb. They're amazing. I want to say, 
I got to say that here because they are. They're heroes. They live daily reflecting the heart of God toward us. And that is something to never be overlooked. So I got to put that disclaimer in here when I say if you're a mom who's given birth, I'm just using the giving birth part as a reference to ever mindful. Um, If you are an adoptive mom, uh, you should be everybody's hero, really. That's the gift you've given to your family, to those children, to the world. It should never be discounted in the least. It's amazing. Um, But I'm just going to use this example of giving birth to make a super quick point about verse five. When I was in labor, as long as I was awake, and yeah, I did fall asleep in between contractions with my firstborn because labor was 40 hours long and pushing took two and a half hours. And I literally would like fall into a deep sleep and be dreaming between every contraction at the end. I know that's weird, but I was, I think I was just smoked. I was wiped out. So long as I was awake, there was not one second of that 40 hours that I was unaware of the reality that I was in labor. I was ever mindful of it. So see what I'm getting at? I want you to think of what God is saying to you. Think of something if you if you're a male, you've never given birth, if you're younger, whatever it might be, if you think of something that made you ever mindful. Have you had an injury that really hurt and for that first 2 hours or whatever, you were really in constant pain. You were ever mindful of that thing. Think of something that helps you remember what it's like to be ever mindful. Um God is ever mindful. Like I could not have not thought about being in labor. I couldn't have pretended that I wasn't in labor. It just, that wouldn't have worked, right? I was ever mindful of it and I couldn't not be. It's not that I could choose something else. It wasn't possible. That's how it is with God. That's how it is with God. When he thinks of you, when he thinks of his covenant and the promises he's made, he is ever mindful. He can't even come up with a way to not be ever mindful of you and the promises he's made to you. It's not possible. It will not happen. Hang on to that. Hang on to that today. God has made promises to you, and the way that God makes a promise is to make a covenant, like a legal agreement. In modern terms, it's um, we would think of it as something, a legal contract. It's binding. It's solemn. It's kind of like a compact. Anybody remember learning about the Mayflower Compact in like middle school or high school or something? Those folks were not getting off that itty-bitty 25-foot wide, 100 um 106 foot long boat, and that's a tiny boat. They weren't getting off of that thing until they had all agreed to keep the compact and had signed it. That's what God is saying. You should know that that's how He views His words to you, His promises to you. They mean so much to Him. And He really wants you to know that the reason His promises mean so much to Him is because you mean so much to Him. So I'm thinking that um, by now you understand pretty well why. I really felt like this would be a great kickoff to the new year, just to grab a hold of this, to hang on to hope with a huge amount of expectation and belief and genuine down in our bones trust, and to walk with Jesus into all that 2021 holds one day at a time. You just do it one day at a time with Jesus and wait to see his promises fulfilled, knowing that when he makes a covenant, he takes it seriously, and that He is ever mindful of every promise he has made to you. Okay, we're going to talk about some more verses from Psalm 111 next week on episode 41. I hope you'll join me for that. And um, quick updates, I'm going to be hosting another prayer retreat this spring in March. I'm going to do it in the same Facebook group that we hosted the last prayer retreat in from last August. And of course, I'd love for you to be a part of it if you're not already. Just join that Facebook group. It is the um, Praying Through the Storm 
Facebook group, uh, Online Prayer Retreat with Jan Burt. You can just search for it and you'll find us. I'll get you added right away or if somebody um, who's helping me out with that will. I think in March because I'm speaking a few times in a summit, in, in a summit not a summit, what's a summit? In a summit in February. And I'd like to invite those attendees to be part of the prayer retreat too. So I opted to host that after that wraps up. I'd love to have you there. It will be um, a great way to move out of winter and head into spring. And guess what? My files were finally all cleaned up and fixed and approved in Amazon KDP. They're publishing. And uh, yay, the book is available as an ebook or in print version, 40-day devotional, all about God's promises. And each day's verse has that word will in it. Uh, This was quite a task. Writing a book is hard. It's really tough and long and just plain, flat, hard. I almost threw in the towel a few times, but, um, and I mean that, I'm not, I, I really did almost just say, I'm not doing this. This is, what am I even doing? But in the end, I just took the next step and the next one and so on and, and completed it. And there's, once you finish writing a book, you're not done. You're not done. There's so much more to do. So the book is called The Power of God's Will by Jan Albert, and it's on Amazon. And I would love to have you read it. If you're considering a new devotional for the year, maybe looking for a gift for somebody, go ahead and grab a copy or two. Um, it sounds like a shameless plug. I know that, but I prayed so much about this and I was told by a couple of my friends, some of you know who you are. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say your names, but there are those of you, one of them starts with a B, one of them starts with a J, one of their names starts with an M. You know who you are. They challenged me on it and they just kind of flat told me that, um, I need to talk about the book that I wrote because I didn't write it for myself but for people to read so they can believe that God's promises are for them because they are, of course they are. So I'm being bold. I'm sharing about my book and I'm stepping out into an area that's not super comfortable for me. And I'm thankful for friends who encourage me and challenge me to be brave when I kind of just want to cut and run. I just kind of want to write the book and walk away and leave it on a shelf and, and you know, whatever happens happens. But you know, if God called me to write the book, I should probably talk about the book so that people can read the book because, like they said, I didn't write the book for me. So anyway, on Amazon, The Power of God's Will by Jan Elbert, I would just be blessed if you check it out. Um, and you know what? If you don't have friends who encourage you boldly when you want to cut and run, pray for that. Ask God for that. We all need friends like that. Uh, what a blessing they are to me. And I hope you do have friends like that and that you can be a friend like that. I'll put the link in my um I'll put it in the show notes and I'd love it if you would pray even just like super quick, even right now, if you have a second or two, I would really be blessed if you would just pray for the right people to discover it on Amazon and get from it exactly what God has for them because he has so much for us and we miss out on so much when we don't believe God's promises and when we don't know that when God says will, he will. And that's for us. The promises of God belong in the people of God. That's for all of us. Okay, so thank you if you pray for that really quickly. I am just blessed by that. All right, I'm going to see you back here next week for episode number 49. And I have to say as I close one more time, happy and blessed and expectant and promises kept new year to you. God's going to keep some promises to you in this year. So hang tight and believe him for it. I'll see you next time. Lord bless you. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.